you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football Live in New York City. It's Tuesday, April 4th, the morning after the national championship. Congratulations to UConn. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Sean O'Hara, and Peter Schrager. How are you guys not dancing to that music? It's good music. It's, it's good music. It's good. Usually Kyle gets the bop going. The big dance is over. The, the tournament is, is over. over. How about your colleague Jim Nance? Last call. Incredible. It was Loved incredible. It. It, was, yes. it was a great run on college basketball for him. He truly grew up on those broadcasts. No and doubt. now he uh, goes down to Magnolia Lane. Yes. yes. And, uh, Unlike hero. Him once again this week. Hello, friends. For a tradition right. unlike any other. Exactly. But how about our own tradition? What do we call it again? Lead block. The lead, lead block. block. Time for the lead block. Here's a reminder of the Jets' 2023 draft picks, one of which the Green Bay Packers may covet. Uh, they have six total, three in the first two rounds. That 42nd overall pick comes via trading wide receiver Elijah Moore to the Browns. So that's three in the first two, and it uh, looks like a trade is inevitable, of course. But compensation still needs to be worked out as it pertains to the quarterback position. Peter, we have a fun exercise for you to yeah. play today. How do you? How would you handle the situation right now between the Packers and the Jets? Rolled my sleeves up yesterday after the show because I came on and talked about Rodgers a little bit, and the first-round pick was mentioned, the 13th yeah. overall. And Obviously, I got blowback from people around the league saying the Jets are not giving up a first-round pick for a 39-year-old quarterback who may or may not want to return to playing football. So then I started texting a bunch of different GMs, a bunch of different coaches. What do you think is fair compensation? Now, there's personal feelings in this. The Mm -hmm. Packers obviously don't want to give away Aaron Rodgers for free, and the Packers might want to hold the, the Jets' feet to the fire a little bit here, knowing that the Jets... Don't want to go back to their fan base and say, sorry, we couldn't figure it out. Zach Wilson's your quarterback again this season. So you take this and you say, who's got the leverage? Do the Packers have the leverage because, well, they have Rodgers and they know the Jets want him? Or do the Jets have the leverage saying, well, you have Rodgers and we know you might not want him? So here's what I came up with. And I want to put you guys in the foots, in the feet, foots, in the shoes of the Green Bay Packers fans and the Green Bay Packers front office. Okay. Would you accept this offer from Florham Park? Let's bring up the full screen here. Here's a proposed trade. Jets get Aaron Rodgers. Packers get the Elijah Moore pick, a second rounder, okay? A fourth rounder, which is the 112th pick. And then a 2025, which seems so far down the line, but a 2025 conditional second round pick. And I want to look at the bottom part there. If Rodgers gives you at least eight games in two years, that becomes a first. Mm. So it's going to become a first, we think. Well, we don't know. Eight Rod- games? All right. All right. Okay. There's injuries, but there's also... Sure. All right. Combined, each, each season. Each season. season. He's got to play in eight games each season. Okay, okay. okay. Rodgers also, if you're a Packers fan, you say, oh, you want to bank on (laughs) Rodgers for two years? Welcome to our off-seasons. You're looking at a second-rounder, not a first. You're looking at a fourth-rounder, not two second-rounders. And you're looking at a conditional second. So three picks 
and one of them could be a first rounder, but it's way down the line. If you're a Packers fan or a Packers front office member, mm-hmm. Kyle, are you saying, yeah, just take him. We're done. No. Still not. I want the 13. You want? Yeah, I do. You I do? Want, I do. I want the 13. What, Peter, you're talking about leverage there. What, what leverage do the Jets have? I'm trying to figure it out. The leverage the Jets have is, okay, we're going to walk away from this deal. The Packers come back, and after Aaron Rodgers did his entire McAfee interview, mm-hmm. after Aaron Rodgers has said that he has heard the thing, after Mark Murphy spoke in past tense, after all of that, they have a $60 million uh, this year quarterback mm-hmm. on the roster. And Jordan Love going into his fourth year yeah. in the NFL. And now you have this conundrum as opposed to this offseason just being able to rip off the Band-Aid and being yeah. done with it and moving on. But I, I would answer that the Jets are going to walk away to what? Like, did they just say, sorry, tried, they were unreasonable, let's go Zach Wilson? I think that ship has sailed, too. I think you have to land Rodgers no matter what. I think the calendar is in their favor. Okay. Like, if the Jets are going to get Rodgers, they got to get him in, they got to hold up the jersey, they got to get him with receivers, they got to do all that stuff. It's interesting. I like the 2025 stuff because yeah. there is this whole idea of, like, mm-hmm. is he a flake? I think what you're counting on if you're the Jets is Aaron Rodgers' ego. And I think that Aaron Rodgers will not abide that he is going to have this little scab at the end of his career where he went and flamed out with the Jets. Due due respect, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be Matt Ryan on the Colts. He he thinks too much of himself. He's too good of a player. So I think you're buying into that. Rodgers will not come here and fail. Will not. And he's not going to come here and be one and done. He's going to come here for a couple of years. And we believe in his psychology more than anything. That's why I like the 2025. But I want second and a fourth. Not enough. It's good. It's good. We're talking about the best quarterback starting point. Starting point. I like yeah. that 13. I wonder if you saw it visually. Once I saw the screen mm-hmm. and I really looked at second and fourth, I it was not enough. Okay. I, I, hearing it, hearing first round seems like a lot, seems like a lot. Once I saw it sitting there, mm-hmm. my thing too with that first round pick, Kyle, I'm mm-hmm. curious about your thoughts on this. The second you consider even giving up the first round, don't you have to consider looking at Lamar Jackson? Because he would well, demand, he would demand, that's you're 50% there to Lamar Jackson. If the Rodgers thing blows up, who the hell knows? You're right. Well, no, Jamie's point. I mean, multiple first-round picks is what it takes for Lamar and a big contract, obviously, that he's going to want guaranteed. Yeah. If you're already giving up one for a 40-year-old Rodgers, are you not compelled to then say— Joe Douglas was asked about Lamar, and he's like, no, not in good faith and everything. The subtext there seemed to be, we're dealing with Aaron right now. We are not going to go run to Lamar. That's not how we're doing business. So— I think it's interesting. Yeah, I do. it's an interesting take. And I think really, what, how did all this come about, right? Nathaniel Hackett. So, like, if Lamar mm. Jackson now comes into play, now it's just that's a totally different uh, can of worms. I, I think when you look at this trade for the Jets, like. Uh, Again, this I, is a trade that we as a show are proposing. Right, we're proposing. Jets. This is right, what, correct. From yeah. a Proposed. collection of different front office yeah. members saying, I think that's what the Jets would be willing to offer, and that's something yeah, that the yeah, Packers yeah, might be willing yeah. to consider. I, I think it's a great deal for both sides, but really, for, if you're the Packers, like, this is Aaron Rodgers' doing. Like, he's the one that's, he's, he's been in control of this. All right, I've orchestrated this. I came out. I want to play for the Jets. I, I want to still play, and I want to play for the Jets. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the Packers have the leverage here, and here's the other wrinkle in this. For the Jets, I think this is coming from the top. This is coming from the owner. So if you're if, if I'm the GM for the Jets right now, I'm kind of I'm, I'm stuck right now because I know my owner wants it. Aaron wants it. It's like I got to make this happen. So I don't want to give him too much. But I think that 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 second round pick conditionally going to a first round pick. If you're the Jets, that's a slam dunk. And here's why. If Aaron Rodgers plays for two years, to your point, Kyle, mm-hmm. like you're, you're, you're that that first round pick is like 
28, 29, 30, 31. Mm -hmm. Like it's late in the first round. So it's not like a top 10 pick if everything goes well. Mm -hmm. I, I think the one thing for the Jets right now that, that I'm, I'm, I'd be frustrated with is like, at what point is this happening? We we got to start preparing for the yeah. season here. Yeah. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, like I want to start working out with my the Packers receivers. are banking on that. I need to start flying them in. Like we got to get on. Hey, I got a lot of young pups. All right, I went through that last year. Guess what? Aaron Rodgers had one of statistically one of his worst seasons last sure. year. He didn't throw for 300 yards in a single game last mm -hmm. year. All right, a lot of young pups. He's got the same thing going on with the Jets. He's got some guys he's got to mm -hmm. get some continuity mm -hmm. with, so the sooner the better. Mm -hmm. I want to circle back to this first-round pick. When you text these GMs yeah. and coaches and executives, yeah. do they write you back? First of all, let me tell you something, Shregs. I would never give this up. All right, like what is the too general? Rich. Top 15 pick, too rich. For, the, for a four across year, the yep, board. Because you also take on a salary. You're talking about 13. Yeah, yeah the yeah. 13th overall as well. I, and I was surprised by the blowback because I've heard 13th overall straight up for Rodgers when this thing started. A first rounder for Rodgers. Yeah. And then you take on the burden of that salary and you've got to rework his contract and everything. And then mm. as time has moved on, it's like, no, the 13th seems unlikely. If anything, the, the aggressive play is the two second rounders. Mm. I don't know if the Jets are willing to go up two second-round picks in this year's draft for mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers. That sounds like it's crazy. He's a two-time back-to-back MVP going back to last year, four-time MVP and all the success he's had. Mm -hmm. But he's also a quarterback in the twilight of his career. And if, if you're the Jets, I don't know if you're willing to give away the 42nd and the 43rd for Aaron Rodgers. A couple images come to mind. And I think that whether it comes to the second-round pick or certainly the first-round pick, bring up the first image, Joe, Joe Douglas, the GM of the Jets. I think this is I think this is 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 playing large here. Joe Douglas is coming off a year in which he stuck the landing twice. Yep. yep. He is the guy who's standing in the corner right now. Be like, Give me the ball. I want to put up a shot. I have a hot hand. I got the offensive rookie of the year. I got the defensive rookie of the year. Both in the first round. I'm not giving up my first round pick. I'm on fire right now. I'm unconscious. Mm. It's pretty compelling that he's nailed two picks in a row. That's the LA Rams. Yeah. Celebrating their Super Bowl, holding up a Lombardi. They just burned everything to the ground. They spent two first-round picks for a corner, a cornerback. Jalen Ramsey, two, and they said the hell with it, and now they have a Super Bowl parade. You know, when you're talking about this, Peter, about, yeah, but he's in the twilight of his career. It's so expensive. You're the Jets. Your quarterbacks have sucked for 50 years. You can get Rodgers. Just get him. And I think, there's a, I think what Joe Douglas is like, let's say it flames down and he does trade the 13. Oh, yeah. my God, we did it. Like, legacy-wise, he's like, we had a chance to get Aaron Rodgers on the New York Jets, and I took it, and I don't regret it. Don't come to me. His, he could put his head on his pillow. I can sleep yeah. at night. Yeah. It's the 13. What, are we going to draft some safety? You know, like, who cares? Let's get Aaron Rodgers. He's on the table. Go for it. If we're the I Jets. Think, honestly, if, if Douglas were to call Goody this morning and said, all right, 13th for it's done. Really? I honestly think that I think I that's too. what it would take. And I, I think Gooden would say, okay, fine, we got a first-round pick. It hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. So st they're all trying. It's mm -hmm. Again, brinkmanship. They're all trying to wait for the other one to budge. Mm -hmm. But we're on April 4th right now. You don't want to be on draft day and have not have this done. Mm -hmm. So as the time you know, starts just dwindling, dwindling down week after week after week, I think both teams have a quarterback room where you got to figure this thing out, and they're both incentivized to get it done. Mm -hmm. If they give up the first, is that it? Can it just be a clean trade like that? I think it could be. A first yeah. for Aaron Rodgers, and I that's it. So. I think so. I, I think, personally, if you're the Packers, that's all right. Oh, yeah. 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 But if I'm the Jets and so I'm giving you that 13, like, I, I need another player. Mm. We got mm. to sweep. Do you? So then yeah. it's not enough for you. Right, give, give, give me mm -hmm. somebody else from the Packers. What give about me, the fact that next offseason he could say, I'm out? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's why I need. If I'm giving the first round pick, I need another. I need another player that can play right now. Because to your point, I've been doing a good job with drafting, except for quarterbacks mm -hmm. in, in the first round. Mm -hmm. And this 
situation brought to you by the fact that despite no news, we can still talk about this for 12 <laughs> Zero, which is an unbelievable no. Tomorrow I'll concept. have a new, new trade-off. You want Great, a new trade-off? It's, a, it's another darkness let's retreat for Rodgers. Keep putting out there strikes. One of them will take. One yes. of them will nibble at your line. You better believe in Green Bay and in Florham mm-hmm. Park, there are TVs on and, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're talking in those rooms. Is that enough? Man. What does Shregs think? I love when you roll your sleeves up, man. It's yep. great. I love when Appreciate you get dirty. You. you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Tuesday morning, we're doing a segment called We In or We Out. Here's how it works. Uh, I start with a statement, and then you guys tell me whether you agree with it or disagree with it. In, out. Jamie's doing the thing. Okay, in, out. All right. Start with a cryptic tweet. I love this is classic April NFL cryptic tweet um, <laughs> from Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs, and it came on April Fool's Day. So try to figure this all out in your head. Come and rescue me. Okay. All right. So if you're a Bills fan, you're like, oh, what is it now? All right. What does that mean? Or is it nothing? Or is that a lyric to a song? I don't know. Is that Taylor Swift's newest? Okay. <laughs> Trayvon Diggs. Stephon Diggs' his brother retweeted the post and then tweeted himself saying, hey, we could play each other twice a year. Meaning he's going to an NFC East opponent. All right, so many folks on Twitter are trying to put together all the, the puzzle pieces, and here's where it got to. Stephon Diggs plays for the Buffalo Bills. Joe Shane is the GM of the New York Giants. Brian Dable is the GM of the New York Giants. The New York Giants play in the Cowboys division. Shane and Dable, of course, know Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs very well from his Buffalo time. Giants fans, of course, get on the message boards, and they're going wild. We're getting Stephon Diggs! All right, two days later, that's kind of dimmed down. But it does raise the question. The Giants, who are very aggressive this offseason and have added to the wide receivers and obviously tight end room, they should be aggressive in exploring a trade for Stephon Diggs, who may or may not be happy in Buffalo. Are we in or are we out? Sean O'Hara. Mm, I don't know, man. You know, Diggs now, you know, the chatter when he was in Minnesota was, all right, locker room, social media stuff, all the stuff. Is he a distraction? I feel like he's got a great relationship with Josh Allen. So I just I have a hard time seeing him leave Buffalo. I am in! Okay. New York Giants, give me Stephon Diggs. If I'm Daniel Jones right now, I'm sorry I just messed up our, our, our graphics if they're, uh, if they're waiting for that. But... <laughs> The Giants right now, if they got Stephon Diggs, I think that completely changed the narrative. Now, I don't know what you're proposing for to give up, but Diggs, as a number one yeah. option for Daniel Jones, I, I'm in on that. I, I, I'm okay. in on that. I want to see what their, the, the value is for that, but yeah, that would be exciting. I'm hoping to provide translation. While it is not a Taylor Swift lyric, Drake came out with a new song, snippet of a song called Rescue Me two days ago, and there is a line in there that says, come and rescue me, take me out to the club, take me out to the trap. Okay. So take me out to the trap. I'm in. Let's right? go. Exactly. It was at 10:46 at night. Kim Kardashian's so. voice is sampled in it. People are really like, because there's a contentious nature between Kanye West and Drake, and like, what does it all mean? So is he trying to just 
quote Drake? Or is he trying to pull a parallel between which team are you going to pick? I don't know, but just for context. When you tweet a lyric, there usually is a connection to your own personal thing, Yes. Right? You're not just tweeting a lyric because you're listening to it, because then you right. would tweet every lyric. It's true. Come and rescue me. The Come wild through. card here is idiocy of April Fool's Day, which I'm completely out on. The yeah. April 1st thing is terrible. And I, I'm a fiend, so I went down the thread of this tweet to okay, see what's going good. on. What do we got? And somebody, he tweets the thing, come and rescue me, and then some person like chirps him and says, insults him. And then Stefan Diggs replies to that person and is like, hey, why are you all over me because I'm quoting a song? So it's a pliable deniability. Pliable deniability? Plausible. Plausible. It's a very flexible. Pliable, too. Yes. <laughs> Tom Brady would be great at the deniability. He's so pliable. Yeah. Uh, sure, the Giants can presume all they want. The, the Bills should not answer the call. Stephon yeah. Diggs is an excellent, excellent player for them. I, I know the season ended dramatically. And, you know, the, the, the Josh Stephon Diggs relationship is interesting, I think. I don't know if it's great. I don't know. There's layers there, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> I look at it from the Giants' side, and obviously, yes, be aggressive, be aggressive. Who the Giants had this offseason? You know, Waller is a new addition. Sure. They obviously There's added Campbell. some other guys. Campbell. Like, yeah. Do you then break the bank? Because I think it would take a first or second round pick probably to get Stephon Diggs. Are you looking to go that one step further, saying the NFC is wide open? I, I don't know. Maybe the Giants roll out with Waller and, and, and these guys and say, we're Good with what yeah, we've mm-hmm, got. Mm-hmm. I think Giants fans are excited, and, I, and, and I'm jumping on it with them. Like, sure. you bring Diggs right now, it's immediate. You're getting an immediate impact on the offense. But I will say, to your point, like, Joe Shane has done a great job. Look at the rookies last year and yeah. the contributions he got from Thibodeau and Neal. And um, I think for him, looking at this draft class right now, there's some good receivers right there. Like, that would be that might be tough to give up a first rounder. For, I was yeah. going to say, I'm out. I was going to say, 25 is not a bad place in the first round to look at a wide receiver, anyway. Isn't there a couple good guys? Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm out on this. I just. I think because knowing Stefan Diggs yep. in Minnesota, knowing him in Buffalo, considering him in New York, I think the Josh Allen quarterback relationship, that personality-wise, seems to maybe be the best fit. He did Stephon. get he did get Josh Allen over the hump, though. You could say he helped. He's been excellent. Time for the block. Lead block. Ohio State C.J. Stroud and Alabama's Bryce Young, two quarterbacks that occupy the top two picks in many mock drafts right now. So the thinking is. This duo will not be available at the fourth spot when the Colts are on the clock. Regardless, uh, per Ian Rapport, the Colts worked out both quarterbacks yesterday. All right, take that for what you will. Indianapolis, who we know has been in dire quarterback need for quite some time now. It feels like uh, their current quarterback depth chart is Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, and Sam Ellinger. So they hold the fourth overall pick. This is why we have continuously talked about names beyond both C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young because the Colts are in need. What should the Colts do about their current quarterback situation? You can go draft Peter or you can go who's in the room. How do they proceed? There's a lot of people wondering, like, why are the Colts allowed to work out both these guys and it's not an official 30-person? Mm-hmm. So Stroud and Young are both from the California area, Los Angeles, and because the workouts were there, the teams are allowed to go visit them in their local market. So they were able to be there. It's a, it's a loophole, and the Colts want to get a look at everybody. I think to get either one of those guys, they might have to trade up. Totally. I, I'm looking long and hard at Thursday because that is when the Indianapolis Colts contingent is going to be in Lexington, Kentucky, and they're going to get their paws on Will Levis. There was a report over the weekend that Levis is tumbling out of the first round for some teams, that Will Levis came off as arrogant. Uh, there was one scout on Twitter who wrote that the fact that he didn't do all the drills at the Combine and the fact that he didn't play in the actual Senior Bowl, like, that's a negative. I- I've heard that this guy could be the dude in this draft for 18 months. Suddenly, we're 30 days away from the draft. 
and everyone comes with their pitchforks and says, all right, we're going to tear this guy apart. Curious to see what the interview's like. We know he's got the physical skills. We know he can sling it. Truth of the matter is this. In two years at Kentucky, Will Levis had big numbers. His first year was with an offensive coordinator named Liam Cohen. Liam Cohen your guy? was so, so talented at, as the you offensive know. coordinator at Kentucky that Sean McVay was like, I'm going to rehire you and bring you back to the Rams as defending Super Bowl champion as our offensive coordinator. So he leaves, and then Levis, obviously, without Wandale Robinson, without having Liam Cohen, had a down year at Kentucky. And people are saying, well, look, it was a product of what Liam Cohen did. I think Will Levis, I look at him, I think he is your traditional big-bodied, big-arm quarterback. I didn't hear any negative stuff on him at the Combine. If he is really turning teams off at, at their meetings with him and he really turned teams off at what looked to be a good pro day, that's the first I'm hearing of it. I want to see what the Colts do because I think it might be Richardson or Levis for them. It might just be Levis for them mm. at four. Mm. Richardson might be gone by three if a team trades up. So I'm looking at Will Levis, and I want to know what he is, who he is, what he's all about because if there is anything with his character – we got to know that before we draft him and make him the face of our franchise because we know the Colts, it has been a rotating door of quarterbacks mm. for that team. If you're conservative, he's scary because he's different. He yeah. looks different. He talks different. I was trying to think of a quarterback that's come out that's been like an action figure like that. You don't see a lot of guys with six-pack abs and giant biceps. It's like Brady Quinn is like the only yeah. one I can think of. Like yeah. it, just doesn't, it just doesn't exist much, and it's different, so it's scary. But the rotating door of quarterbacks, look— what the Colts need to do is break the cycle. The, the Colts are the type of man or woman in your life who always dates the same person. They're like the senior tour of quarterbacks. Remember the Masters, they would do a thing where before it started, they would have you know, Gary Player or Arnie and Jack come Sam out Snead. hit a ceremonial thing, and they would hit their drive before the real players start. I feel like as a veteran quarterback, you go to the Colts, you throw a couple passes to start the season, and then they realize you don't have it anymore. Uh, here's the same full screen again. Yes, that's their starting quarterback records. Break the cycle. Draft a quarterback, draft the guy you like, move to three to get it, don't let anybody jump over you, wow. do something nuclear, take a strike. Because this whole thing of recycling things, or if you really want to get nuclear, let's just make everybody's dreams come true and call Baltimore and be like, what's the deal? What's the deal? Like, we, we would like to have Lamar Jackson on our team. We think, we think we've done it. The idea that they, I, I feel like Joe Flacco is going to be the Colts quarterback next year. Like, that's their type. <laughs> yeah. Just get, or, or just get anybody who's played years in the league is coming off another team. They went and got Gardner Minshew, dude. They got their guy. That's not their guy, <laughs> that's not, but like, that's Minshew the, mania. That's, not a guy. that's the guy you're talking about, though. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the guy who's been around. That, for them, is letting their hair down. And yeah. he's like the wild one. Like, that, he's their pool boy. Yeah. But, like, I, I think, I don't know if Gardner Minshew's starting week one for no, the No, I don't either. You know? Um, you know, it's interesting. You like to say, okay, well, this guy was a coordinator in the NFL, was a coach in the NFL, Liam Cohen. So clearly there's a connection. I'm looking at their, like Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, yeah. or the coach of the Colts. He has no overlap with, with Liam Cohen at all. So if you're talking about mm. Will Levis, there's not like, well, he knows Levis because, and a yeah. lot of times that matters. I don't see it here. Mm. So Richardson, yeah. Levis, but you would say maybe trade up to three? three? Yeah. Take well, I don't want them to get jumped. But if they get jumped, right. there's still more guys to be had. Why? It's not like what Will Levis think? has to go to Colts. Well, if somebody jumps to three just so they can like get under the table and take Will Levis from you, fine. I'll take Anthony Richardson or I'll take Hendon Hooker. Like if you need a quarterback that badly and someone is going to, I, I just don't see the sell for Will Levis that badly for any team to jump up to three because the team that's sitting at three in the Cardinals, they don't need that. So if they hold, they go defense, and then you have your pick of the litter behind Stroud and Young, quarterback-wise. But if someone's going to jump you to get the three to take Will Levis, I just don't see the value in doing that. If you love yeah. Levis, like if that's your guy. 
Then you want to go? I mean, I think to Peter's point, we haven't heard anyone like be fawning over him in the last 18 months, the last 18 days mm -hmm. to really warrant a move like that up to you three. Know, Kyle, you said you got to break the cycle, right? You, you went full stain on us right now. It's been a while. That's and, the name of the stain. For, for the Colts. Multiple they, they, stain they, references. Like the NFL is all about parody, right? For awesome. if, but if you're the Colts, you've got to find a way to be different right now, and you've got to find somebody that does that. And, and that's Anthony Richardson. Look, uh, Shane Steichen, you hire him, all right? The, the parody in the league is palpable and it's on every level. The Eagles, NFC representative for the Super Bowl. Shane Steig is offensive corner. Who's their quarterback? Jalen Hurts. So give me Anthony Richardson. I think for the Colts, you know, this makes perfect sense. And I think when you look at the offense that Shane Steichen is going to run, this guy fits the mold. And I, I think everything that he brings to the table now, alongside Jonathan Taylor, it's exciting. It's electric. If you're a Colts fan and this kid is your quarterback start this season, I think they're coming out in droves. They've always watched the pocket quarterbacks. Like mm -hmm. The statue outside the building is a statue quarterback. I mean, like he was a, That's what he looked like when he played, too. I mean, he True. did not move. This kid is a different element. It's a different offense. Um, I don't know if we have this XO football play right now. What do you I got? Thought, I thought we were going to show, like, real plays, real football right now. Mm. Um, An ADR runner at LSU is not real for you? If you guys want to watch some real football, yeah. this is what, yeah. this is what I want to see right here. This is football right now. This is Jalen Hurts in Shane Steigen's offense. This is the RPO. This is what Richardson is going to bring to the Colts if they pick him in this offense. There's the quick release. Okay. All right, getting out to your tight end. All right, but now here's where things get a little different. All right, this is Jalen Hurts. This is the quarterback zone read right here. All right, here's the impact. That's faking that hand off Jonathan Taylor. All right, that's Miles Sanders right there. Picture Richardson doing this right now. This is a totally different element to the Colts' offense that Richardson would bring. We haven't seen it in a long time. Mm. You know, and, and I think that that would be exciting for Colts fans. I think for Shane Steichen, it fits the mold. This is a perfect fit for him right now. So I'm sure he's pounding on the table, and I'm sure Ursay would love to have that guy. Mm -hmm. All right. I want to I pan that theory out with you. So okay. you take Anthony Richardson at four. Yeah. Are you going to promise me that you want to see Minshew, Foles, and Ellinger before you see Richards? He is not He is not going to do that at the NFL level that week one. You want Richardson to come to Indianapolis and start right away because that's what a number four overall pick gotta does. Got to learn. Justin Fields did it. Got to mm -hmm. learn how, you know, when? Mm -hmm. On the fly? Yeah, you got to see it. You, gotta, you, I mean, you have Minshew who played in Shane Steichen's offense the last two years. So you could say, yeah, Minshew, first four, five, six weeks. If he's not ready, that. yeah. If he's not ready, then, yeah, we start Minshew. The Justin Fields comparison is apt, but, you know. Yeah, I, 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 th I think for Richardson, the whole conversation with him has been, man, this guy's just a little bit raw. Like he needs a lot, he needs time. The only way for him to not be raw is to, to get 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 in the in the grill. You know, get get some reps, mm -hmm. get going. He's got to see things. He's got to do things. These rookie quarterbacks, it's tough now when you come into training camp. It's you have less reps, you have you have less practices to get all that. So. Uh, it's a valid thing, but you got to find out where he's at. As a franchise, they happen to have the number one overall pick in a draft that had the greatest quarterback of his generation in Peyton Manning. Uh, two decades later, they would have the number one pick in the greatest quarterback draft of that generation, and it was Andrew Luck. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't have it right now. Yeah. Now they got to work for it. Like, they, Bill Polian made the right pick, obviously, and then uh, Ryan Grigson made the right pick in Andrew Luck mm -hmm. at the time. This is going to have to be a little crafty here from Chris Ballard, and a lot of people are watching what they do. If they go quarterback, like it can't be a swing and a miss. Mm -hmm. I had a, a different way to take this conversation. I don't want to see the full screen because the point is the names that were on that full screen of, like, here are the Colts' offensive weapons. It's not impressive who they're paying. Jonathan Taylor is coming into the last deal, last mm -hmm. year on his rookie deal. Um, they have a kind of a wide receiver, kind of a tight end. Like It's not a room that's splashy. It's like the offensive meeting room doesn't light up. That Colts have other 
problems that they have to fix than their quarterback. Mm-hmm. And also, if you are going to draft Anthony Richardson, you have to help him. Like, there is no, you have to have a veteran. You think they would draft someone other than quarterback? No, I think they die. I think they yeah. desperately. I just, I, I just am very fearful of really Anthony Richardson going to one of like ten wrong situations where he is yeah. going to get traipsed out there and and be made to look ill prepared for the moment. Mm. I think the argument there would be the Colts O line is much better right now than the Bears O line was when they drafted mm-hmm. Justin. Mm-hmm. 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 I just also think you need a GM and a coach and an owner that's like we're waiting. We are waiting. We are waiting. It is right. better for the quarterback, and you have yeah. to have guys that have guts in order to do that mm-hmm. for a quarterback Training like Anthony wheels. Richardson. Training I, wheels. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, that yeah, feels like... throw him on the bike and let him crash. Right, 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 right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. We do know that there is going to be potentially some action at some point in time in the top part of the first round of the NFL draft. It's widely believed that C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young will be the top two picks in this year's draft, barring a surprise. But what order they go, obviously, still up in the air. Having said that, that hasn't really stopped Indianapolis, who holds the fourth pick in the draft from kicking the tires on the two prospects. NFL Network and Saturday and Rapport is reporting both Young and Stroud worked out for the Colts in Southern California on Monday. Ian also reporting the Texans will host Stroud for a visit on Wednesday. Now, the Raiders recently signing Jimmy Garoppolo, but they could still be in the market for a quarterback come draft night. According to Rap Sheet, the team hosted a Kentucky quarterback Will Levis for a visit yesterday. The Raiders currently holding the seventh pick in the draft. More from Ian when it comes to visits, as he reported Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter visited the Bears yesterday, Chicago holding the ninth pick, but that may be as far as Carter will go when it comes to visits. Ian says, according to Carter's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, Carter is only taking visits to teams in the top ten of the draft. And Rapsheet also reporting the Saints are visiting with Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker today. Hooker is recovering from a torn ACL, but his prospects for the 2023 season are positive. New Orleans holding the 29th pick in this year's draft in his two years in Tennessee after transferring from Virginia Tech. Hooker had a total of 68 touchdowns to go along with five interceptions. He's definitely one of those names, one of those players that certainly piques a lot of people's interest, Jamie and guys. Mm-hmm. He does. He does well. Exactly right. And he really uh, helped Tennessee kind of re- return to prominence in the SEC, if you will, over the past couple of years, transferred in to the Volunteers and has now become one of the top quarterbacks in this class. Will Selva, thank you very much. So we've been talking this quarterback class really as the four names over and over and over again. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Peter mm-hmm. Hendon Hooker, does he belong in this group? What are you hearing about him? It's not for me to decide. He's an interesting prospect. Um, a redshirt sixth-year mm-hmm. senior, mm-hmm. 25 years mm-hmm. old. Bryce Young's 21. 
He's four years older than some of the other quarterbacks in his class. And you look at some of his peers. Lamar's 26. Look at the list here, Kyle. I asked the producers to put this together because you start start looking at some of the young quarterbacks in this Uh, league. There you go. Hendon Hooker is 25 years old. He's the second oldest out of all these guys. Tua and Herbert and Fields. Okay, so is that a positive or negative? Because a positive, well, look, he's a mature adult. He's coming into this thing, and you play six years, and you go from Virginia Tech to Tennessee, and you put up all those numbers. You've played a lot of football in your life, and you've learned a lot of football. The negative is, okay, well, like Chris Wenke had to deal with. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, what am I getting here? Brandon uh, Whedon, too, was old. Brandon Whedon was a minor league baseball player and, and came over afterwards and was something That's like right. a 30-year-old rookie. Um, yeah. You know, the ACL is a huge concern, obviously. He's not you know, happening. It didn't happen early on in the season. happened at the end of the season. But they were you know, 6-0 at one point. We know that they beat Alabama. And in that game, he threw for 385 yards and five touchdowns. The offense... I thought, okay, look at all the yards, but a lot of people are like, eh, it's one of those air raid, Mike Leach type offenses. Does that necessarily sure. translate to the NFL? It might now. I don't know. I don't want to be negative on this. I think he's a potential first round pick. I've seen people put him as high as like five, six, seven in the draft because of the rush on quarterbacks. I'd be surprised, but I haven't. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, teams need quarterbacks, and and he might be the fifth quarterback taken. Um, I don't think he's going to be in the top four of those quarterbacks mm. selected. Mm. So potentially over Levis. As the, as that the would be chalk the potential. Falls. or Richardson. Mm. Richardson, yeah. Okay. The diff, the the vast difference I think between Anthony Richardson and Hendon Hooker is not only the age and the experience, um, but also just. How do I put this? When I was at the combine, Peter, I caught up with a couple of scouts, and their question about Anthony Richardson was just constantly like, how does he handle himself in the huddle? Like, how does he go about the playbook? Because they just don't know. Whereas Hendon Hooker, he's just been he's been at two major universities, Virginia yeah. Tech and Tennessee, and like you, you know what he's going to be about in the building because he's been in the building for so long. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, he's, um, and, and he's the leader of all those teams. Yeah. You know, right. when you're 25 years old, a bunch of 18 and 19, 20-year-old kids, you are the dude. Yep. So he's already that Pied Piper, and everyone says he's an amazing interview. Mm-hmm. And the comparison with the two is Anthony Richardson, raw. Right? Yes. And, and to your point, this kid, much more polished. Yeah, right? well, seasoned, if you will. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.